0: Hey guys, what's going on? G-Man here. Thank you so much for checking out this week's episode of the Fun V Tailgate presented by Thunderblogsports.com, a part of the Bullpen Cart podcast feed. Maddie D and I preview this weekend's football action, college football week 6, and week 5 in the NFL. We go through all... All the key matchups. Matty D gives some hot takes on the college football playoff landscape. Then we get into our cold hard locks for week five in the NFL. Those are our picks against the spread. Matty D and I compete against each other. Try to choose who is the ultimate king of pick 'em. It was a ton of fun to record. Cannot wait to hear what you guys think. But as always, Please go like, share, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Again, the bullpen cart is what you need to search. Follow us on Twitter. ThunderBLG is the handle there. Just like the website, ThunderBlogSports.com. Thunderbug Sports is where you need to follow on Instagram and Facebook. But enjoy this week's episode, you guys. It was a ton of fun to record. Again, let us know what picks you disagree with in the comments. But here we go. And we are live! Welcome to this week's edition of the Fun Beat tailgate presented by Thunderblogsports.com, a part of the Bullpen Cart podcast feed. I, of course, am Jordy Cannell, the G-Man. With me, as always, is my man, D. What's up, buddy?
1: Uh, well, finally, we are starting to get into the, the, the meat of of both college and pro football. Oh, yeah. And we're starting to finally see um, – we're, we're, fi- we're starting to finally see some teams emerge as – I think mostly in college more so than the NFL as true contenders, teams that we know are going to be there. Um, it was a great weekend in college football. It was nearly a chaotic weekend. Chaos, yes. if you will. Yes. Um, it was fun, though. I mean, it was really fun.
0: Yeah. We're about five minutes away from two top four teams going down. <laughs> that being Clemson and Syracuse, and then Ohio State, Penn State lived up to the hype, I would say.
1: Yep. Oh, definitely. Absolutely did. Absolutely did. Um, and yeah, I mean, and, and now you're starting to look at teams that are starting to have truly separated themselves, some that are getting closer and closer and closer to an almost lock, if you will, yeah. um, for college football playoff. And we'll, we'll discuss that too. Um, and kind of where some teams stand moving forward, and, and really, really to me, who has a legitimate chance um, at doing something doing something lot, if you will?
0: Yeah, no, I like that a lot. yeah it's um yeah, I mean, let's just jump right into it. So we mentioned yeah. Penn State, Ohio State, and I mean, that game was fantastic. If you didn't watch this, I'm not sure what you were doing on Saturday night, but it was incredible.
1: Well, I mean, I was at a wedding, so I have to admit, I, I we did have somebody though, as all sports fans do. There was a live stream occurring at a table at the wedding, so I was trying to watch as much as I could. Um, obviously, rumors started passing around. Yeah. Penn State up thirteen, nothing. Yeah. And you're thinking at the big at um, at Beaver Stadium, which to me is, and this is one of one of my takes for the week. It's the best number one place. Uh, number one stadium in all of college football in terms of the noise, the size, the intensity, the whiteout feature at night, it is without a doubt to me the number one home field advantage in all of college football.
0: So I'll um, tell you this: Real Maddie D had a roommate at Northwestern who played football at, for the Wildcats, and he's he agrees with you. He said that Michigan is bigger, but because it's built, because it the stands go out so wide. It's not as the, – the chaos factor just isn't as large as Penn State that's just straight up and down in the air yeah. and only a couple thousand seats smaller. Right. So it's just in. It's just this – especially when they're good, which he, when he was in school, this was like the tail end of jopa Okay. But
1: they were struggling. Right, right.
0: Yeah. Well, no, no. It was like – it was right before they started struggling. It was like 08, 09 when they won the Big Ten. Yeah. Um, so and he and he said it's by far one of the craziest atmospheres he's ever seen.
1: Yeah, I mean, not. I guess everything too. Like when you go to be like at the, mid, the big house. A lot of these bigger stadiums are sunken into the earth. Like they were built into the earth. Yeah. Um. To extent, Beaver Stadium is not. It is. It is for. It's almost freestanding. Um. So it's just intimidating to drive up to. Uh. And you know it's located. It is located on campus, but it's off to the side. So. You're not driving through college buildings to get there. You're driving through the Penn State fans. And I think that's one of the things that, that it just makes it such an intimidating stadium to drive up to and look at. And you're right. When the team's good, <laughs> it helps quite a bit. It helps quite a bit.
0: Yeah, it absolutely does. I mean, the, they love their Nittany Lion football. The Penn Staters do. So they're going to pack that stadium no matter what. I mean, look at last year's Penn State, Ohio, or two years yeah. ago, Penn State, Ohio State, was, where I they were. At the
1: game. I was at the game.
0: No, I was at the game two years ago. You were at the one four years ago.
1: No, the one they lost in overtime. Wasn't that two that was you, I, that years ago? That was four ago? years
0: ago. Two years ago is when they upset him.
1: Oh, you're right. Wow. I keep that's what let's see how long ago it's been.
0: Matt, um, we've, Matt we've broken our streak.
1: That's bad.
0: Thunderblock streak is broken. That's bad. <laughs> we can uh did Jack go? Do your brother go? Did Kevin? We can uh we can indoctrinate them. We can give them a quick uh you know what? Whatever the nighting into the into our round table. Yeah, Jack was you know.
1: in there. Jack went to the game and was in the game. I believe what I went and he actually had a. It ticket, was on I TV? Think. No, but he was at the game. Kevin, oh, okay. Kevin went to a local bar. Which, by the way, I went to one last year when Penn State played Michigan. Yeah, the bar was crazy. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean that bar
0: scene's nuts.
1: It made honestly, it made Xfinity Live look like child's play. Um, and by the way, I get why it did. It's a different atmosphere. We're at a college bar. Um, yeah. But they had literally, there were like, there was a wrap, the, the bar had wraparound TV screens. So literally everything behind the bar was just Penn State game. We're in a huge circle and they had in the bar, they have basically bleacher seating, but it's like restaurant seating, but bleacher seating up into the up into the back of the bar. So you literally had people sitting, eating, uh, watching. I mean, it was crazy. It was a crazy atmosphere. But all that being said, They didn't get it done.
0: No, no, they Um, did not.
1: I went back and forth with Jack, my brother about this. And he said, well, look, the play call on fourth and two was the correct play call. Uh, you know, there was the opportunity to run the ball where they ran it. The two guys just didn't block. And my point is, I'm not saying that there wasn't an opportunity, but it's not like you had been running the football all game, right? It wasn't, you weren't, uh, Travis Etienne had 200 yards on the ground. I mean. Mix uh, McSorley had done that, but but Sanders was 16 for 43 for 2.7 yards. Like, that's the play you decided to run there. Why not let Trace try to make that play, if you will? Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, no, two guys had the opportunity to block. Well, yeah, and they didn't because they hadn't been blocking all game. So at the end of the day, it came down to a lot more than just that play, in my opinion. Yeah. But, but I, I don't, it was not to me the right play call, and it, and I put blame on. I don't know how how they do it there, so the blame has to me go on Franklin for that one, and he he admitted to it. I mean, he said it was my fault. Um, McS- McSorley tried to back him up. It's a shame he doesn't have more control of the line because I would like to see him maybe change that up a little bit and try something different there.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at the end of that game, it got wild. It was a wild yeah. fourth quarter. And yeah, I mean. This past weekend, we said that last week we sat here and said that we're finally getting into the thick of it, and it did not disappoint. That's what I'm probably the, the happiest about, is that yeah. you had games that looked like they were too close for comfort, like West Virginia-Texas Tech, and West Virginia blows them out, which you th- I thought they were going to. I thought that was a low line of three and a half. But then you had the the Clemson-Syracuse game where Clemson has this – or Syracuse, excuse me, has Eric Dungy, their awesome QB who's been – solid aside from the Florida state game that they still won and he got hurt in. And we've talked about this with Clemson a ton, their defense. It looked like at times that it was a bit of a turnstile, you know, I'm not sure what to think going forward for them. I mean, they pull out the win. They're still number three and and all that good stuff. And they, they have a great comeback with everything that happened with Trevor Lawrence and having no Kelly Bryant because he decided he was going to transfer. So they have, Bryce, their third-string QB, who's a freshman, come in and lead the comeback. So I guess that's positive, but I don't know what to think with this team anymore.
1: Well, I mean, a couple of things. Bryce, he's a freshman. I know he's the third-stringer, but
0: he is like yeah. a four-star recruit. It's not like he's a scrub, you know what I mean?
1: Sure. Um, no, I mean, I, 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 I was behind Kelly Bryant's decision. I, I think Trevor Lawrence is better for this team Sure. have the balance to throw, but I get why Kelly did what he did. And it's a great rule, that four-game rule. And I, I do praise Dabo Sweeney for being up front because he could have just started Bryant and then pulled him. And then next week in week six, say, week five, say, hey, week six, say, hey, Kelly, Lawrence is my starter. You're stuck as the backup. He did the right thing by the kid. And I think Bryant made the right decision, too. Just the timing of what happened next did stink. Um, and they're not sure if Trevor's going to play this weekend, um, which is definitely a cause for concern there, in my opinion. Um,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. They're playing Wake Forest, who isn't a terrible team, but they're not great. And you would assume that this Clemson running rushing attack with that pass rush can get it done. Um, but it it's it's on the road. That's going to make you pause for a second. So you know we'll see what happens. Yeah, it'll be a tough game there.
0: It's gonna be a really tough game. And which if which Bryce way is the,
1: starting? By the way,
0: who is starting?
1: If he's starting, they're not. Yeah, sure. If
0: he's starting, that's that's a really good point. Uh, which way do you want to go next? Do you want to go Notre Dame, Stanford, or do you want to go to a different game?
1: Well, I was going to hold on them. I think that's like that's one of the bigger games of, of this past week. Kind of a shocking, um, shocking. What, what's what I'm looking for? Shocking score, if you will. Result. In my opinion, yeah. I wanted to mention a couple other games I thought that were really interesting. Yeah. Uh, first and foremost, well, you mentioned West Virginia, which to me is one of the few teams less that has an opportunity. I thought their defense the actually played better than the score indicated. I thought it was more of their offense that got really stagnant after a big first first, first quarter. That's um, a really
0: good point. They're up 35-10 yeah, to 10 at halftime, and you look, you're look—you thinking this thing going to be – you don't even need to tune into the second half, and, and Texas Tech made it interesting.
1: Texas Tech is a, a ranked team. Not just, yeah. It's not like they're a bad team. They're ranked. They're good. Um but that was interesting. Uh, let's talk about the game that I was really nervous about. And that was Kentucky. I really wanted the Wildcats to win against yes. a, what you thought was kind of a disrespected South Carolina team. And they did 24 to 10. Um, uh, that's a good game by those Wildcats, my friend.
0: Really good game. And I got to ask you, if you were to power rank, and I'm not asking you to go through each one of them, but if you were to just pick a, a spot in a, a Heisman power rankings for Benny Snell, where would you put him?
1: So I got to keep them out of what I think are the big four, which is, okay. which is which are quarterbacks That's, in this case.
0: I, I was thinking that a little bit too, like a four or five spot. To yeah, put him I would in.
1: probably say five, but more likely six. Okay. I, I just think you have to respect Greer, Tua, um, uh, Murray at Oklahoma, and um, who am I missing? Um, um, and I hate to say it, but Haskins for Ohio State, at least for now, has been really, really good for them. Those would be my top four right now. Um, but that being said, I mean, he's definitely a guy where if he can rip off some big runs in the sec, in the sec, which is impressive, he's going to generate at least a little bit of buzz, If you ask me.
0: Yeah, no, I think so. I it, it, uh, I mean, you have to assume though, that they get close to the sec championship game for him to really get up there to, to potentially get the invite to New York. Yeah. I think that's really their only shot. I mean, I could see him maybe being 11 and one. And missing out on it because they lost to Georgia, yeah, but they host Georgia in that game. That's going to be. Could you can you imagine that, Matt? We're building towards a month from today, the possibility of college game day being in Lexington, Kentucky for a football be game. Wouldn't
1: that be amazing? That would, that would be insane. That would be incredible. That would be incredible. I, I like him at six. I, I would still say that either. Um, I like to always vote for somebody. So maybe Ed Oliver, if you like him. Okay. Um, Houston, but I think I think even after the loss, Trace McSorley has looked incredible. So I might still rank him a little bit ahead of Benny Snell for now. But once again, I mean, if Snell gets it going, I he's going to move up into that top four, if you ask me.
0: Yeah, I mean, this weekend will be a really good test. They're going to Texas A and M, which that's not it's not a rollover. Yeah, I think it's it's a good. That's going to be a pretty good good game for him. Then at Missouri in a couple weeks, then they play Georgia at the beginning of November. Uh, but then the rest of their schedule at Tennessee, hosting Middle Tennessee, and then at Louisville to close out the season. I mean, well, and they they've had, the, an had the Louisville's number the last couple of years.
1: Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Um, the other games I wanted to mention, Texas escaped Kansas State right before the big Red River rivalry. That's where game day will be. Yes. Um, that'll be interesting. Um, Virginia Tech bounced back and beat a Duke team that's pretty good. Uh, it's important for them going into their big Showdown, which we'll talk about shortly. Um, the other one I thought that was interesting was kind of the downfall of a team that we had thought was going to have an opportunity to compete in the SEC, Mississippi State is three and two. They just lost to Florida 13 yeah. to six two um, weeks in a row.
0: They hit that. Yeah,
1: that's not good. That's not good. Um, not what I was expecting there at all. Am I right? I just didn't get it.
0: No, it's uh, no, it's a tough one to, to tough build a swallow for them. Cause really like, you see this with some teams where they get that two week skid and then they look like nothing has, you know, they they look like that those two weeks just didn't even exist. Right. You would have thought though that that Dan Mullen kind of stalls coming home. You think that they would have had, you know, they they want to rebound so badly after Mississippi State, after Mississippi State loses to Kentucky. I don't know. It's just. All all credit to Florida or to Florida and, and Dan Mullen for knowing how to put that together.
1: No, I definitely, I, I definitely think that I was and I, like I said, I was shocked by that just because we had talked so heavily about what we thought was going to be a really good uh, Mississippi State team and yep. Mullen looks like he left at the right time. Although you know, and, they, and they have they have a great quarterback, which is rare in the SEC. The defense was supposed to be really good. Clearly, it's good. They only give up thirteen points, but that's tough. That's a tough one there. Yes. I don't um, know. Yeah. Let's talk about the last two games then from week five we didn't touch on. One you would mentioned, but before we get to that, our, our Wolverines barely, with the skin of their teeth, pulled one out against Northwestern. They did. Yeah. It, it just seems like we struggle to get off to good starts. Did it against they, a
0: slow start team.
1: Yep. And the problem is it's both sides, but offense and defense. The defense always turns it around, but the problem is the offense keeps – Oh, three and out, three and out, three and out. We didn't run it against a, bad, a, a not great Northwestern defense, and that cost us early in that game. You know, we were able to pull out. I think it's a good learning experience for this young team. And Shea Patterson, who needs to play better than 15 or 24 for 196 yards, but they need to give the ball more. I mean, I mean, Hingnan did end up with 30 carries because they finally realized what they needed to do to to take care of business. So yeah,
0: yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, the other the other big one are no turnovers forced by the Michigan defense. Right, weird. No turnovers in the game at all, actually. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those – this is what you think of when you think Big Ten football, but it's not what you think of when you've seen what Jim Harbaugh has been bringing to the table as the Michigan head coach. So it's kind of that double-edged sword where the defense stepped up, and they're the reason why Michigan was still in that game to eventually win it. But you need to see some more – some more action there you know shea patterson only drops back 24 times and they they end up getting all those runs like you said but going 15 for 24 for less than 200 yards is a tough look
1: no yeah definitely agree there definitely agree there um you know it's a it's a tune-up game they get another one and then they they start that really difficult stretch coming up here so they play maryland this weekend um and then they go wisconsin michigan state penn state Yep. You know, they they need to run that table to have any kind of a shot. They are one of the nine teams, by the way, that still have a one percent chance or more of winning the college football playoffs. So I gotta let you know. Getting in. One of nine. Um uh, uh, Alabama, Georgia, okay. Ohio State, Clemson. We're all on that list. Um, I think LSU is on the list. It'd Washington. Have to be. Let me see. Let me see. I'll bring it up real quick. I just had it up here a second yeah, ago. Washington
0: would have to be LSU. All right, I'll run it down. You argue if, it, Auburn.
1: Yeah, so it was Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia. This is in order. Clemson, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, Penn State, Washington, Michigan. Now, so the teams that are missing are like LSU and West Virginia. They, they have a chance to make the playoff, but they're under 1% to make college football uh, to win it. And I think that's because of what their schedule looks like the rest of the way, right? West Virginia is going to play a bunch of really good teams. LSU has a, a, a hellish schedule coming up here, right, where they're going to play a bunch of teams as well. So it's probably why they're left off this. It's an ESPN article um, that was written in this case. Yeah. According to ESPN's playoff predictor, if you will. So we'll see what happens. Just want to let you know, we still have a 1% chance. 1.1% chance. Don't worry.
0: Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. Obviously, there could be anything that that any unforeseen upset that happens. I mean, we came into, yeah. I think it was next week is when Clemson lost to Syracuse. So I think it was okay. a buddy's wedding. And I'm being reminded that that was next week. Cause I invited him to play golf on his anniversary. Not good. Um, but uh, yeah, so I think, so there's obviously plenty of that to still that there's still out there. And it's not like the season's going to play out perfectly that, Penn State, uh, Michigan becomes the next big. You know, will it? Won't it happen? LSU, Alabama is then, and then Michigan, Ohio State, Stanford playing whomever in the you know the next couple rounds. Uh, It'll be really interesting to see where it happens, and that's kind of the fun thing about college football. Um, And yeah, I mean, I think LSU, West Virginia, they definitely have awesome shots at it, especially how the big 10 works. I think West Virginia could lose in the regular season and win the big 12. And if circumstances line up correctly, yeah. they could still make the playoff.
1: No, I agree. I agree. And we we'll get to that. After, I mean, I want to make sure we get to that too. I want to talk about what our thoughts are so, shortly here about the college football playoff. Um, I think week six has a couple really good matchups, but I don't know if it has the same strength matchups in terms of depth that last week did. Um, so i was going to yeah. bring a couple up here. Oh, by the way, we'll talk about it because they have another big game, but I was blown away that Notre Dame hammered Stanford like they did.
0: So the I, had, I, I had picked the Irish to cover on the Funky Tailgate blog um, after I really fucked up picking them to lose at Wake Forest. But Ooh. I don't know. Their offense has look, looked a lot better in that Wake Forest game, and their defense has been pretty solid all season. And with Stanford being so reliant, and we talked about this last week with KJ Costello pulling them through against Oregon, and not seeing a Bryce Love coming out party yet. I thought that was going to be tough to see if they could do that on the road, have one yeah. of those happen. So I'm not. I'm surprised at the final score and what the final margin was, but I'm not surprised to see them lose in no. that game.
1: Yeah, I, I'm. I well, I don't know. I was. I, I really thought that Bryce Love would figure it out here. He he looks like a total lost cause. Um, huge mistake at this point that he didn't come out. Huge mistake that he didn't come out to the pros. It, it would appear early.
0: Um, could, you know, be a, um, could be a big find for an NFL team, though. Yeah, Third, fourth was, round pick.
1: He was arguably going to be the number two back off the board, some said, after Barkley. So to have him in the position where he is now, it's a shame. It's hard because you want to support players making that kind of a decision to come back for his team. For his school to break a record, whatever it is. And, and you look at this and you say, No, nah, you know, I get why they don't come back.
0: Yeah. It's I mean, it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't, type of deal. Right. Remember, when, be uh, remember when the Ohio State quarterbacks were like, oh, if you come out now, Cardell Jones, if you come out now after he played four games, he could have been a first rounder? I mean, it's all
1: Yeah, and he's doing nothing, by the way. Yeah, it's all
0: <laughs> it's all hob- hodgepodge, but right it's all insane. I do think. I mean, Stanford still has a shot at it. I mean, that Washington game becomes oh so much more important. They play Utah this weekend. That Cardinals do, or the Cardinal, no S. Yeah. Uh, Washington goes down to UCLA and a UCLA team that still is looking for a win. Yeah. Which I think is actually intriguing to this game. They're twenty, nearly three touchdown favorites, twenty point five. Um, I think Washington still pulls it out, but I wouldn't sleep on this becoming a close game.
1: This is actually one of my two trap games. I brought you, I'm glad you brought this game up. This is one of my two Great trap mines. games of the week. Great minds, uh, Because we talked about how we thought at some point they'll get it going. So here's why I have two tra- two ranked opponents playing two disappointing programs. Washington goes to visit UCLA. Looming is Washington visiting Oregon.
0: Yep.
1: And so this is the kind of game where this team looks ahead to Oregon. The same goes for number 16, Wisconsin hosting a winless Nebraska program, mm-hmm. because they go and they go and play Michigan at Michigan next week. So both of these teams need to be wake. They need to wake up. Yep. This week, um, I'm. I think one of these two squads is going to lose this week Ooh. to either Nebraska or UCLA. I don't know what you All want. Right. You know, All you right. Want lean, I wanted to lean towards UCLA because they're at home, but. I trust Washington more than Wisconsin, so I would not be surprised if Wisconsin loses this game. Um, in fact, I consider putting money for at least Nebraska to cover. That's a proud Nebraska program. Um, mm-hmm. And so, by the way, they will have a starting wide receiver by the name of Cade Warner, son of Kurt Warner, um, and so he'll be he'll be playing. I'm just saying, fun fact of the day there for you. So we'll see what happens. But I like I like Nebraska a lot in this game. Teams get upset, and I think I think Wisconsin might look ahead a little bit here. So okay. yeah, big, big matchup
0: for me. I love the hot takes. I'm glad you're jumping on the hot take train. If I had to pick one, I'd probably pick UCLA because they're at home. And more so because Wisconsin's already lost at home this year. That's true. And I, I just think that's too tough to see them losing at home twice. I know there. This is another game where they are a not as massive, but still pretty massive favorite. 10 yeah. points is a lot. Uh, I do like a, a potential close game. It, we'll see. It's really going to be a show me, show me appearance from uh, from Scott Frost. I almost say right. like show, me, show right. me game, but yeah. um, I don't know. Another one that I like is a trap game. Is Iowa State going to Oklahoma State? I think That's that good. could yeah. be. We, we talk about that could Iowa be State close. a lot. Yep. Yeah, We're we will
1: we talked talking about it quite
0: program. a bit, right? Yeah. And the no, other no, one definitely. that I would have loved to pick yeah. would be Indiana versus Ohio State, but it's at Ohio State, so just take that's that off the tough. board.
1: That's going to be at tough. At Indiana, and, I
0: said this last year when there was the opening game and they, and Indiana led at halftime. <laughs> tough out at home.
1: I agree. No, I agree, but I think it being at Ohio State at the horde, that's going to cause a problem.
0: Yep. Let's look at a couple other lines, though, before we move to the big game of the weekend or the big games to I'd see two of the biggest on the slate. Um one that that sticks out to me NC State hosting Boston College are ACC games and Clemson going to Wake Forest and the Florida State Miami game but I think that's not going to be as close as, as as I'd love it to be. But NC State Boston College, NC State, we talked about them at the beginning of the season. They're starting to emerge and Boston College they slipped up a couple weeks ago but they're still four and they're still 4-1. They could both of those teams could make their case to jump up in the Atlantic Division in the ACC.
1: My only big concern with this game is that AJ Dillon, the ex- excellent running back for Boston College is of a game time decision with an ankle.
0: That's true. That's very There's true. There's a
1: slight concern I have there. I got to watch him from if he doesn't play, it's going to be a, a much longer game for a, an improved Boston College program, yep. but I know I like that game. That's a fun one if you can find a way to f- tune in and watch it. Mm-hmm. it might teach you a thing or two. Um, oh, yeah. No, I definitely agree. I don't know. Florida State has talent, and DeAndre Friendswell can play, and K-Mac still a really good back there. It's only a 13-and-a-half a, a point line, which I know sounds like it's a lot, but I mean, Florida State has looked terrible. Um, so, yeah, but and it, you know what? It is in it is in Miami, but they're in the same state. It's not like they're traveling, you know, thousands yep. of miles. So I don't know. I mean, I just monitor that one a little bit.
0: Possibly. No, that's a good call. That's a really good call.
1: Well, let's get to the two big ones then. Yep. Let's start with the earlier game, mm-hmm. which is well. I'm assuming, by the way. We didn't really touch on LSU, Florida. Um, they have that at a two and a half point line for LSU on the road.
0: I think that's just low because Florida won last week and is now yeah, ranked again.
1: I don't think LSU Florida showed has a lot beating
0: beating Ole Miss handily yeah. last week. And,
1: and, and I get their Florida on the road. has no offense, and LSU exactly. has a really good defense. Um, so I, I I like LSU more than that two and a half point line. Yeah. Um, so the, the, the early game, this is game day will be there, is that Red River rivalry in the Cotton Bowl, Texas-Oklahoma. Oklahoma is an eight-and-a-half-point favorite with the Heisman Trophy candidate, Kyler Murray, accounted for seven touchdowns last week. He has stupid numbers um, across the board. Just Just incredible. Going up against, to me, you could argue – you could argue this is, this is Oklahoma's first big test. Florida Atlantic, UCLA, Iowa State, Army, and, um, and Baylor, they really haven't played anybody of elite nature, if you will. And here comes a really revived Texas program after that early stumble against Maryland. I, after what we saw them struggle against uh, Iowa State and almost lose to Army, I, I'm siding with Texas a little bit here, more than I'm used to. I'm usually not a big Texas guy.
0: Yeah, no, that that's a interesting play because of the fact of Oklahoma struggles. They looked like they bounced back last week, though. They had a very nice game against Baylor. I get they let up thirty three points, but Kyler Murray looks great in that game, and that offense is back to being buzzing. I but get Texas against, against Baylor, though.
1: I was gonna say, yeah, I mean. True.
0: But I still think, I don't, I don't know, eight's a lot to lay in that game. In this rivalry game, you got to think it's going to be close. I have a feeling they're going to figure out how to get it done. But this could be a game that, 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 that's, you know, unforeseen, upsets Oklahoma, and then really puts a bit a fire under the Big 12's ass collectively. Texas is four and one. If they run the table, do they get in? And you start getting into tinfoil hat, to- Jordy territory. But, I mean, we'll really see what happens with this game. It's a big, big definer of how the college football landscape will be because of the fact that the Big 12 is a fringe playoff conference just in general.
1: Well, let me ask you this question. So I wanted to look this up. Last time Texas won, Oklahoma's been dominating this series for quite a while. Since 2000, they've won – Twelve. Uh, what is that? Twelve of seventeen games, um, and some of these have been blowouts. Yeah, so, absolutely, they slack. Have, yeah, um, they haven't won. And so, I mean, my only thing is, like, do you think, you think at some point it's going to bounce back a little bit for for Texas here? Um, we'll see. Should be a great, great, great mashup, though. And I'm, I'm glad game day gets to go to really enjoy this
0: huge matchup.
1: Yeah. Um, the other big game. Is the evening game. Yes. Again, I give this is where I've got to give this school credit. Notre Dame has another big matchup. They're visiting Virginia Tech in Blacksburg. Mm-hmm. Vacek mm-hmm. with a surprising loss a couple weeks ago. Bounce back mm-hmm. straw going up against Notre Dame. Tina, Virginia Tech is 20 is 24th. Notre Dame is sixth. And yet Notre Dame only has a six-point line here. Um don't sleep on Virginia Tech. They're very well coached as normal. Um, they've, they've got a pretty good defense. This could be one of those things where if this team, if Notre Dame comes in here to their own home a little bit, they could be surprised by a, a really good Virginia Tech team who had one really terrible game against Old Dominion.
0: No, I agree with that a lot. I think that Virginia Tech can bring in a lot of firepower. Over/under set at fifty-seven for this game. I like that to go over. I think okay. both offenses are in for you know big days. Um, there, I'm blanking on their backup quarterback's name. Virginia Tech's that took over for Josh Jackson. He looked pretty sharp against Duke. Ian Book, the Notre Dame quarterback who came in for Brandon Wimbush a couple weeks ago, he's looked great for them. I don't know. I just like this to be a pretty, you know, uh, like a score in the 30s. I like it to be like a 35 30 game. By the
1: way, it's Ryan Willis. That's the VAR tech. Ryan Willis, thank you.
0: But I agree with you. I think Virginia Tech absolutely has the tools to keep Notre Dame on their heels this entire game. But, you know, I'm not going to make a pick right now. I just think that's going to be a fun game to watch. Eight o'clock on ABC. It's one of those games that. I think because of the ACC on, on ESPN agreement, they okay. can steal some of those games, and the fact that they don't get the Red River rivalry for the the ABC game. In other words, it doesn't; it's not on NBC because that's Notre Dame's television agreement. Um, you know, it's just going to be a lot of fun to watch. It's going to be incredible. That if you remember last year when Virginia Tech hosted Clemson, and uh. they show that walkout. At night.
1: Oh my God! Yes. If
0: you was, can yeah. tune in at like 7:45 when they're showing that the team coming out right before the game, it might be it the best walkout a, in
1: all of college football.
0: It is pretty awesome. Clemson's is pretty good too, where they touch the rock. Um, but that is a, it is awesome. Yeah, it's a ton yeah. of fun to see.
1: Yeah. Well, let's. I want to wrap up college football here. We got to. No, we got to jump over to the to the real money, if you will. Oh, I yeah. wanted to bring up two things.
0: Yes. Um, currently, season
1: ended today. Jordy, who's your highest?
0: Season end of today, Kyler Murray.
1: Okay. Okay. I like that. I like yeah. that. Um, I by the way, I think it's I honestly think it's going to end up being Will Greer. I really do. Yeah. That's ridiculous. a good one. Yeah. I, I think that's what I would agree with you. The season ended today, raw statistics. Um, I just think there's a groundswell for Tua for some reason. You know he hasn't thrown a, a fourth quarter pass yet. Wow. Yeah, he has not played in a fourth quarter of a game. Shit. Now I think at some point, as the season wears on, that could hurt him.
0: You know that Alabama covered their forty-two point spread in the first yeah. half last week. They're they're incredible. Yeah,
1: they're incredible. Um, so we'll see what happens and we'll kind of go from there. But they uh, then uh,
0: did not cover. It was a bad yeah. beat on Scott Finkelt.
1: I would like to go ahead and throw my hat in the ring, though. My last point here. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe we already know who will be in the college football playoff.
0: I agree. I really with that. do.
1: I really do. I think, it's, I think it's the top four teams currently ranked. Um, I, I think that Alabama will be in. Mm-hmm. Ohio State and Clemson will run the table, unfortunately. It hurts me to say that with Ohio State. And I think Georgia ends up as the fourth team.
0: Yeah, I would agree I with do, that.
1: I think Georgia loses to Alabama in the title game. And Are they I both undefeated? Yeah, yes, going into the title game. That's my cold hard lock, almost, if you will. Um, it's nothing against Notre Dame or Oklahoma or West Virginia. Um, UCF could be there undefeated, but I think Georgia will end up in the uh, the same. It'll be the same. Is that what it was last year too, right?
0: Yeah, it was. That's exactly what it was last year.
1: And so here's my next hot take. It has nothing to do with, and I was talking to my brother about this. These great programs, when you think of these teams, they don't need a great quarterback. They just churn them out. It's about the program. Wayne Haskins, Trevor Lawrence, Kelly Bryant, Tua, Jalen, um, Fromm, Eason, all these teams have a good quarterback or two on the roster at all times. It's all about your head coach and the program he builds around that team. He produces those great quarterbacks. And, and you know, Tua might be a special talent, he might not be. Jake Fromm might be a special talent, he might not be. But you could put almost any quarterback in these systems, and, and, and the talent around them is what makes these teams great. Um, and so I go back to the line that James Franklin used in his press conference. We're, mm-hmm. we're, a good, we're a great program. We want to be elite. Well, if you want to be elite, you've got to figure out a way to surround your team every single year with the talent that Alabama, Ohio State, and Clemson do. They're always up there, right, with, because of Dabo, because of Urban, and because of Nick Saban. It, it's everything. Um, and it's, it's scary. It's good. How good. It. And even Oklahoma, I'll give them credit, too. They're always good and they always churn out a really good quarterback, it seems. Now it looks like Baker Mayfield might have a chance, but Kyler Murray steps in and from day one is a is a Heisman candidate. I give Ohio State credit there too. So if you want to be an elite program, it shouldn't matter who your quarterback is. You know, their next quarterback should just be like Tracy McSorley. And I and I think that's, you know, it's evident with those top couple teams this year, because a lot of them have new quarterbacks or even quarterback controversies, which in normally in football, quarterback controversies don't work. <laughs> So, no,
0: they don't. Yeah, yeah that's we'll, that's uh, been Alabama's mo, and those co- and credit to those yep. coaches for being able to bring yep. their programs to that level.
1: Yep. No, I, I couldn't agree more, and um, it's fascinating because other than really Haskins and Ohio State, every other top program, including Georgia, because Easton is a number one recruit there as well. And You know, Fromm is is kind of taken over, but but Easton gets a lot of time still. So yeah, it's amazing to me when you put them all together like that. Uh, yeah. how good these top couple programs are on a consistent year-in and year-out basis and, and why other programs stumble is because they can't produce that same it's like a machine if you want. Oh, it's crazy. No, you're uh, right. It's crazy. Yeah. So would that be, by the way, would that be right now? Would that be the top four? If you had to put money down, would you take Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, or Clemson, or do you think somebody else is going to sneak in there and take that and take one or more spots?
0: No, I would put my money on that because you, you hit the nail on the head. If Notre Dame goes undefeated, you have an argument to not put the loser of the SEC championship game in. I would assume it would probably be Georgia. Only Notre Dame, though. The Pac-12 doesn't have that argument. um, But Oklahoma. Oklahoma would be – what is it? You said Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, Ohio State. Yeah, Oklahoma would be switching in for Ohio State. Oklahoma, if they're undefeated, you have that argument too. And you might get – you might get them in instead of Georgia. I don't know, but you, from what we've seen in Georgia, they've looked pretty solid. That said, there is going to be some sort of crazy mix up. They're not all going to be undefeated. We saw this last year. There's yeah. going to be some week that if one of them falls, the rest of the dominoes will fall. But I think we'll see one lost teams get in, even an mm-hmm. undefeated team in the SEC championship lose to, you know, they their one-loss counterpart, if that's Alabama or Georgia.
1: Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. It's going to be wild. Uh, it's going to be fun. Yeah. And so we're going to see – we're going to get more shakeout this week. We're going to start to really nibble teams out of there, if you will. Yep. Um, kind of go from there. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. All right. Well, college is Saturday, but no one owns a day of the week like the NFL owns Sunday.
0: No, sir E And – Last week, Matt, was absolutely chaotic Yes, in how everything went. And I'm not just saying that because the Eagles lost in Tennessee. Uh, Yeah, that was tough. It was was a tough loss. Real shame that we uh, had to endure that with so many people on the road.
1: I'm with you there. I'm with you there. That was a really tough one. A lot of Um, friends. Yeah, that was hard. That was tough. But – and once again this shows you the real the, the real difference between college and the pro is the parody. it's the parody all the way yep. um, I, I just think but, uh, you know, there are no really I mean there are a few teams that might be bad but there's no really terrible teams um, yeah I, I think it's, I mean I think it's going to be fascinating to see who can really separate themselves because really I mean you, you could say the chiefs are undefeated but if you've watched their games, They've been hanging on by a thread because they're terrible defense. Um, I think we can both agree that the most complete team currently in the NFL is, let's say, the Los Angeles Rams.
0: Oh, yeah. Top to One bottom. million percent is the yeah, Rams. They've,
1: they've been really, really strong, really, really good. Um, you have to be impressed there with what they've brought to the table. Um, but once again, I mean, they're, they're it's a long season. So predicting somebody's going to be great now usually doesn't mean that much. And so we'll, we'll kind of see what happens moving from here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gonna be interesting, uh, but there's there's just a lot going
0: on. No, for sure. And I mean, I think this week is building up to be just as fun. A great red zone weekend, I think. Yeah. Oh, I sense. would agree
1: with that. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. hopping around for sure. A lot of good games oh, yeah. on the
0: board. And you want to jump right into it? Congratulations to you, by the way. I think you won with the you had the Browns. Oh no, I won. Never mind. What? I thought it was three and a half with the Browns. That it was plus three and a half. I had Oakland minus two and a half, and they won by two. I thought it was God. Cleveland plus three and a half.
1: Oh, my God. You're
0: killing me. God, all I'm right. Sorry.
1: All right. Well, that, that's right. That's right. Let's dive in then.
0: Yep. The week five cold hard locks. Yes. Thursday night football, Greg or Matt, excuse me. I'll, it's going it to be. Really interesting, and I got some facts for you. Colts going to the Patriots. Colts are a the number I have is ten and a half point dog. Okay. Okay. In this matchup, the Colts and Patriots, and we've had this a lot. Indianapolis is t- uh, or the in the last eight games of these two teams, the over is eight and eight, or is eight? Okay. No, in the last okay. eight games, the underdog. Is 15 six and two in their last twenty three meetings? Really? Yep. I Both teams are two and two this year against the spread. Okay. I'm going to take India. I'm going to go with that trend, and it's not just because of that. I think the Patriots—they're getting Julian Edelman back, which is huge. All right. But I'm going to take—I'm going to take New England to win, but Indianapolis plus ten and a half because that's a lot of points to lay. Thursday night football is wacky. Okay. So I'm going to take the points. I'm going to take the points and run.
1: Wow. Okay. I'm going to take New England to win this game. T.Y. Hilton has been ruled out. Mm. It's a huge blow to an already weak offensive weapon core, if you will, for the Colts. I think the Patriots woke up last week. Julian Edelman is back. I think Brady would like to make another statement and really say, hey, by the way, like we're going to be really good. Um, Don't worry about our sluggish start. So I have him smoking the Colts at home. uh, Okay. Just don't think the Colts have enough offensive weapons or really good defenders to kind of slow this offense down. That is now returning some, like I said, some really, really extra players. I think Edelman wants to make a statement. I think Brady wants to make a statement, and I'm and I'm going from there. Um, and you wait. I mean, this offense looks like it's finally coming, health, becoming healthy, unsuspended, and, and and coming around. And I'm looking forward to seeing Josh Gordon um, getting some action too. So, okay. I'm going to take the Patriots all the way here. They, they smoked the Dolphins last week. They did. And I, I expect the same thing um, uh, this week. And by the way, watch for Chris Hogan to finally get loose. All of a sudden, they're going to be looking at Gronk, they're going to be looking at Edelman, James White, um, um, and Josh Gordon. Chris Hogan's a guy who's been very productive over his career. So my expectation is that he bounces back, too, and now this finally this offense gets going and the defense holds on, too, and I think they will.
0: No, I like that. I mean, it's going to be a fun game, though. Thursday oh, Night Football is. is not disappointed yet. This no, it week. is not.
1: Not at all. Not at all.
0: Well, let's roll right into Sunday. Yeah. Starting off with a good one, an AFC North showdown, the Art Modell Bowl, the Baltimore <laughs> Ravens, Traveling up to Cleveland to take on the Brownies. Brownies coming off what should have been a win. Uh-huh. Should have been a win against the Raiders. There were a lot of replays that showed how they got screwed over. That said, the Ravens have looked fantastic in the last couple of weeks. They look great against a Steeler team that, granted, is, is in some sort of disarray, but they still looked great. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take the Ravens here minus three and a half.
1: Yeah, I like the Ravens, too. I think, I think they're coming around, coming to life. That defense is really good. Um, they made a statement against a really, really good offensive Steelers team, regardless of the, of the lack of landing on Bell. They still have weapons. Um, yep. kind of, I think they kind of put their stamp on the division as, as the clear favorites. I know the Bengals are 3-1-2, right? They put their stamp on the division as the clear favorites uh, with, that, with that ferocious defense and a offense that has enough weapons around Flacco to, to survive. Very reminiscent. Not, defense is not as legendary, but very reminiscent of that of those of those old Falcon teams that would win titles based on defense and a no mistake, somewhat of a, a no mistake offense. And I, I really like Buck Allen and Alex Hollins. I got to say that.
0: Okay, I like that. Yep. Buck Allen Wish- looked really good last week.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, let's 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 do another um, NFC uh, AFC North game. The Dolphins, after a crushing loss, visit the Bengals. Who get Joe Mixon back? Yes. What are your thoughts on this? Bengals six and a half point favorites.
0: Yeah, I think the Dolphins are starting to show their. I was about to say show their stripes, but that would be a pun to use for the Bengals. Show their fins, if you will. And kind of the water is finding its level. Oh, there, there was a good pun. Damn it. Uh, yeah, I it, know. It, yeah, it's a real real shame that I couldn't get that one together. But yeah, the Dolphins, we thought, is this really happening? The Dolphins are 3 0. Are they actually good? You need to believe this. And we saw that last week against New England. New England's defense stifled them a little bit. Their offense really stalled throughout the game. And I think that continues here. The Bengals have been pretty good. Their defense has been solid enough. Their offense has looked fantastic, though. I mean, that's a game uh-huh. we didn't really talk about was that win against the Falcons last week, where they. You look yeah, like great you win them put him to bed yep. and just this game's over. And Cincinnati did not – they did not back down and they end up winning on a near walk-off. I like Cincinnati to win here. I even like them to win by almost 10. I think it's yeah. that much of a lock.
1: I agree with you there too. And I also want to bring up – and I wanted to mention this too with the, with the Ravens. So we've talked about Julian Edelman returning. but There's a couple other really big um, – really big play players coming back. One is, is for the Ravens, their number one corner, Jimmy Smith, but Vontez perfect, the excellent, but troubled linebacker for the Bengals, will also be back. That's a huge ah, upgrade for this defense.
0: I really like huge.
1: him. If he can stay on the straight and narrow, if you will, I think it's yes. a, I think it's a huge pickup for them in that case.
0: Yes, that is actually humongous in terms of a pickup there. Uh-huh. Let's keep it rolling. What do you got next?
1: So the next game I have here on the slate would be the Titans visiting the Bills. The Titans coming off of, By the way, I feel like some of Philadelphia disrespected the Titans. They're a playoff team last year. Yeah. Mariota looked really good. Um, they couldn't run the ball for anything, but that's normal against the Eagles defense. And the defense. And the Titans even is underrated. I like them easily covering that three-and-a-half-point spread that the Bills gave. I know they're visiting Buffalo, but I think this Titans team is trending in the right direction. Um, they look like they're going to battle Jacksonville all the way to the finish.
0: No, it absolutely, absolutely do, and that's going to be. I mean, that that is going to be fun to watch coming down the stretch with them. I agree with you. The Mariota looked really good, and shout out to Corey Davis. I didn't realize that was his first touchdown. The walk off in overtime against the really? Eagles. Really,
1: that was his first touchdown.
0: Yeah, they said it was his first oh, career I didn't touchdown. Know that. Yeah. Oh,
1: that's real – well. I look. I mean, I hate that it happened against us, but it was yeah, that's good for him.
0: Yeah. Good. What a moment! But I mean, good for good on him that he was able to pull that out and a guy with a lot of hype coming out of Western Michigan when yes. he gets to that team. And if that pairing really gets going, because that's what made it so exciting, was a speedy wide receiver with this speedy quarterback in Mariota. Uh, they can continue that. I, you know, that that's going to go over like gangbusters for him. I mean, not really to discredit the Bills, but it's still the Bills that we've been seeing. So I'm going to go Tennessee minus three and a half here. At yeah. Bills Mafia, it's just tough to see the way that their defense played, especially too. They were pressuring Carson Wentz all day and making our and t- making the Eagles' offensive line look like complete dummies. So yeah. I think they're really going to do that to Josh Allen and the rest of that crew. Their offensive line is abysmal and their running game is barely there. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think this is another one where three and a half is is it's a road line is basically what it comes down to.
1: No, definitely, definitely. Um I like that as well. I'm going to jump right over to the next one here. A big game really for, I think, one team more than the other. It's the Packers visiting the Lions. Uh, Packers are only one-point favorite, which I get, because A, the Lions have looked better than their 1-3 and three record, at least after that first game of the season. And two, the Packers, with a, uh, a hobble Aaron Rodgers, have looked str- they look like they've struggled.
0: Yeah, they've struggled a lot.
1: Yep. Um, so... I guess we'll see what happens here um, with with this. I, I think it's definitely. Uh, I, I almost think it's a must-win for the Packers with mm-hmm. the emergence of the Bears, and the, and the, you assume the Vikings whether they win this week or not, which we'll get to. The Vikings are still a really good team. The Packers need to keep pace, and two one and one isn't doing that for me. They, that, I was shocked, by the way, that they they lost this week. Um, who do you like here? Because I have the Packers blow a here.
0: I do too I the Packers winning um yeah I think the Lions have looked sharp enough the last couple of weeks um but I still think the Packers come out with a humongous win in this one gotcha. um, yeah I'm I think Aaron Rodgers is due to show. I think everybody thinks he's just going to hobble his way through the season. And I think yeah. he wants to play better. I think the rest of that team wants to play better, especially that defense. That was another thing that you didn't hear because of all the different times that Clay Matthews has popped up in the headlines, including last night in the Cubs game. If you know what I'm talking about, um, but I, he didn't pop up last Sunday in their game. And, and I think that's something where that they want to change. They want to, you know, alter that narrative. And I think, uh, I think the Packers went big here. Okay. Okay. You have them, you have them as well.
1: So, I mean, I, I, I like to be, oh, no, I definitely have the Packers winning here. Yes. hundred percent.
0: No. All right. Yeah. What do you got next? Cause I think we're out of order in terms of ours. So I'm going to go. Off okay.
1: Right, I'll do this. Let's go Jaguar. one of the, one of the games of the week Jaguars visiting the chiefs in Kansas city chiefs obviously with, with showtime, Mahomes and that like ridiculous offense. Um, And the Jaguars coming in, looking to make a statement win again. KC is a three-point favorite. Yep. Thoughts here?
0: So Kansas City, you made the very astute point. Their defense is not the greatest defense in the NFL. I think that they are coming up against a team that are not the sharpest tools in the shed in the Jacksonville Jaguars offense, while Blake Bortles has looked strong. That said, the real story here is Patrick Mahomes against that Jaguar defense, and how does he step up against them? Because he played a solid enough defense in the Broncos last week, but this is the Jaguars to step up from there. So seeing how Kansas City's offense performs in this game is going to be the real key. I think that they get enough to pull out the W, and three points is a good line. I'm going to take them by like four, four or five, but I'm going to take Casey to win here, minus three. Okay.
1: I'm taking the Jaguars.
0: All right, it's hard That's to go. respectable enough. I, I would
1: I, uh, almost I think agree this, with that. I think this defense really clamps down on Mahomes. I think this is his first game where he really struggles. I think he'll make some plays. I think he struggles, and so I am taking taking Mahomes here in this case um, to to win. I mean to, to 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 blow up, excuse me, and for the Jaguars to win. Let me restate that. Okay. <laughs> yep.
0: All right. That's fair enough. I I would uh you know nearly agree with that. Um, the next one that I have on my list is Broncos jets. So I got this, Um, I got this as Broncos plus one on the road coming to MetLife.
1: See, I have this as New York plus, uh, plus
0: one. You New York plus one. So you have the Broncos as a favorite. Um, Uh,
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, Oh, no, I, I messed up. You're right. I have New York as a one point favorite.
0: Okay. There we go. Yeah. All right. Okay. Which I think, are we giving the, the Jets a lot of credit here? I don't know why or we're giving the Jets credit. Are we credit. devaluing the Broncos after that loss?
1: I mean, why? let me ask you a question. How, how did, why, why would you devalue the Broncos? They, they, they I know it was at home, but against that quarterback who made some just crazy good throws, the offense was good enough. You know, the late game attempt to tie it was incredible. By the way, Keenan missed a wide open Demarius Thomas. That would have won the game. Um, I like this Broncos team. They're gritty. They have a great defense, regardless of what Mahomes might have done to it. I like the Broncos here to win easily. I, I think this is a disrespectful line to that Broncos team. They're two and two. I mean, and, and they 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 barely they could be three and one easily. So, yeah. and by the way, you tell me that Sam Darnold was going to make the same plays that Mahomes did with the pass rush of Miller and Chubb coming his yeah, way. Exactly. I totally
0: Absolutely agree with not. that. Absolutely not. So,
1: yeah, I'm, I'm totally in here on the Broncos taking this one.
0: No, I agree. I have Broncos plus one. I don't think we need much more to say about that. <laughs> yep. All right. What do you got next?
1: Well, the next one I have on my list here uh, is a, I think, a really important game for both squads. It's the Falcons visiting the Steelers. The expectation is it should be pretty high scoring. Um, the Falcons are struggling defensively. They have lost their two safeties, um, and they're and they're starting in a linebacker. Obviously, the Steelers have dealt with injuries and no shows. Big name there, mm-hmm. you know, uh, not coming. Um, the Steelers are three point favorites at home. Both teams desperately need a win here to keep pace in their division. I, I'm i torn because, but right, it's the highest line of the week, over under fifty-seven. Yep. Um, Devontae Freeman should be back. Devontae Freeman should be back. Hurts my fantasy because I've got Coleman in a bunch of leagues, but should be back. I don't know. I don't know where, where to go with this game because both teams have been so maddeningly inconsistent, if you will. Hmm. So um, I'm I'm basically tossing it up. I'm going to take the Falcons. Okay. I think they have a little bit more offensively. Um, and I think they just, they need a win here. Um, I know the Steelers do too, but there's just some dysfunction on that Steelers sideline. I think it's really high scoring, but I'll take the Falcons to cover and win this game.
0: No, I, uh, yeah, I was torn as well. Um, I mean, they've been really close
1: in every game, by the way. You know, yeah. they, they lost by six points. They lost by a touch. They lost by basically uh, – they lost by 37 to 36 last week. I don't think they've been out of football games. They've just been – um, it's just been tough with that defensive injuries, if you
0: will. Yeah, it's tough. I'm going to go with the Steelers just because I think that their offense is due for an explosion. They they really underperformed against the Ravens. Uh, I think, though, that over-under is, is going to be in play. I, I would yeah. potentially stay away from it, but it's not – I mean, yeah, it, is, it could easily like hit.
1: This isn't a game where I'm putting money on.
0: No, no way. I would agree with so, that. I'd stay away from it. Yeah. Um, if it's KC, I mean, that's the thing. If if Atlanta looked like KC does, which they have at times, I would say put it on the over and just watch the game go and don't pick a winner. Um, basically, like you could, like you did with the Kansas City uh, Pittsburgh game two weeks ago. But it's, yeah, it's a it's a stay away game just on on a lot of different facets. Maybe the over, but that's about it.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Um, Next one I have – by the way, that's a a game I want to try to tune in for. That's a red zone game written all over it. Oh, yeah. Um, What's about the Giants visiting the Panthers? Panthers, seven points favorites, coming off of a bye week. Uh, I don't think this one's close. I think the Panthers do enough defensively, and I think the combination of of Cam and Christian on offense gets it done for this Panthers team. I think they win by more than seven at home against a – Giants team where Odell Beckham is already wondering why they're not better, and I said, "Well, you have a 37 year old quarterback and a terrible offensive line." But yeah, what do you? What yeah, are
0: you? you just hit the nail on the head. It's the offensive right. line against that Carolina defense uh, that that really does it for me. Going on the road is tough to begin with, and it's just, yeah, I mean, yeah, I can't let Cam just bulldoze through some people and then toss it off to Christian McCaffrey, and that's that's all you really got to do. Yep.
1: Yep. Um, so I guess it's an easy pick for me and you there. Next one is Raiders visiting the Chargers Raiders. Finally getting it done. Um, Chargers are five point favorites yeah. team that is two and two and, and played some really tough games. Raiders have been tight as a divisional game. What are you, what do you in this one?
0: So yeah, a divisional game, a lot of the money actually in this game is on Oakland more than really? half, half of the public money is on Oakland. Okay. Um, that said, I am gonna go with the Chargers. I think that they've looked sharp in a lot of their games. Um, I think John Gruden hidden on the road, even with his defense stepping up a little bit against the Browns. Um, I just think that that LAC gets it done. They they're not a bad team and their defense is still pretty solid. Marshawn Lynch is questionable right now, at least the last that I saw. Um, yeah, it's gonna I mean I 53 and a half over under, uh, I would take the under there, but I, I like the rate, the, uh, the chargers, excuse me to uh cover the four and a half points, Brett.
1: Yeah, I definitely like the chargers here. I think I, I'm a, i am agree with you there Um offensively. They pass the ball. So well, you know, they're, they're very similar in terms of the number of weapons. They may not have the same elite weapons. They don't have a, but I mean, in terms of Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, um, uh, Melvin Gordon, Eckler, they've got a really dynamic offense led by Phillip Rivers. I, and I don't think the, the Raiders have a, a, a defense that can keep up. No. Um, early, Close early, but I like the Chargers to pull away. Also, Corey Roy Legit comes back. They're excellent defensive tackle who's been suspended for a few games as well, just like Edelman. He'll be back to kind of short the middle of that defense as a as a, a 3 4 defensive end. I think that's a big spot for him both against the run in and the pass rush, just try to slow down Lynch and a um, kind of a physical. Raiders offense. Um, I like definitely the Chargers in this one, though, even though it's basically a, a away game for them because they're playing at home. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's skip the first 425 game, if you will, and jump to the second one. Cardinals 49ers, which by the way, two weeks ago, I would have told you it's a lock for the 49ers. But they're only four point favorites um, at home versus a terrible Cardinals team. What are your thoughts on this one?
0: So I'm actually going to take the Cardinals here.
1: I like that a lot. And I'm yeah. bummed I, made, I let you pick first because yeah. we're gonna have the same pick. I, yeah. I like him. I like him winning this game too. Oh I man. Yeah. I him. like
0: him outright. <laughs> the that said the 49ers look better than they should have last week against the Chargers. Um, I like the fact that George Kittle's getting involved and I still I picked him up just kind of on a flyer thinking that he'd be the only weapon for uh for their court for their backup QB. Um I mean that's really all they got though. Um, I mean Brita has has sort of stalled out and you know, but Rosen's yeah. looks solid. Their defense is yeah. a little better. I I like this as uh, the chart the Cardinals' first win.
1: Uh, and you know it, it is a divisional game too, which always makes things things closer. So I I agree I agree, and it good good for the Cardinals I think. Um, the next one we talked about to start that's maybe the most, clearly the, the the class of the NFL. Rams visiting the divisional Seahawks. Only seven-point point favorites, which I do understand because you're going to play up at in Seattle with the 12th man. It's going to be loud. Another, once again, another divisional game. And, and we talked about the Seahawks not being an easy out, and clearly a two-and-two two they are not. Um, mm-hmm. The Rams coming off that high-flying win against the Vikings, which shocked a lot of people. Yes. No World Thomas for Seattle. I, I think that is going to force me to take the Rams to cover Give you yeah. me your own promise to kind of close out the, the deep, uh, and the deep ball, and I think this is a better chance.
0: I agree with that entirely. Just One, too much though. Too much Rams. Percent. Yeah. I
1: agree. I mean, you think Seattle's offensive line is blocking Sue and Donald? Please.
0: No. Please. No. Yeah, I okay. Good. No, I'm glad
1: we're on the same page here. Definitely. Um, and I think the Rams. Can you think the Rams cover that seven points?
0: Yeah, I have them absolutely covering that.
1: How about this next matchup? The, in the Sunday night game, Cowboys – it's a Texas shootout. Cowboys visiting the Texans. Both 2-2, two and 1-3 two, and three Texans finally getting a win last week. Cowboys – I wouldn't say they shocked some people, but the way they played, getting Elliott really involved in it was smart by them, both in the run and the pass game. Um,
0: who do you like in this one? I like Houston. Me too. Damn yeah. picking the same and it's, not even, it's not even just because I I dislike the Cowboys it's more of just the fact that we've seen this with them where the Cowboys have this great game last week and I I just don't see them coming into Houston to try to pull it out yeah. I I think that they stall there I think that defense is back it's definitely legit. And I just think that they eat up. They might struggle with Ezekiel Elliott, but they're not going to let Dak Prescott be the X factor in this game.
1: I definitely like that take. And I think offensively they're, they're kind of coming around to an extent, which I yeah. like a lot too. Um, and, and, I, and I think they really need this game. They were an expected playoff contender. But with the Titans and Jacksonville being so good, they, they've got to compete. So um, but I, I like Texas here as well. Monday night, interesting matchup. The, I wouldn't say surprising Redskins, but a 2 1 Redskins team that that just kind of throttled the Packers.
0: Yep. Visiting
1: the Superdome
0: and the 3 1 Saints, who,
1: defense be damned, to me, have the best fantasy player right now. Alvin Kamara is averaging over 30 points, the only player currently doing it. And, by the way, Breeze, roughly 200 yards away from the all time record, struggled last week, so did Michael Thomas. And Mark Ingram is back. So Thunder and Lightning is back in, in uh, New Orleans. The defense seems to be at least holding water at this point. Um, they're six-and-a-half-point favorites at home on Monday night. Do you, do you think the Redskins have a shot here?
0: I think they have a shot in a shootout game, which I think this is going to be, but I, I really like New Orleans to cover this. I think if I at least okay. touch down, I have six-and-a-half points as one of my scores um, – or it's one of my lines, but I, I really like that. Yeah. What the Saints are bringing to this one. They've really bounced back from that week one loss to the Fitz Magic. Okay. And really, I mean, their offense has been humming on all levels. Kamara looks outright insane. Uh, granted, they played the Giants last week and just dummied them, but still, he looked incredible in that game. I just think it's going to be tough for the Redskins to keep pace in this. I
1: just don't. Yeah, I just don't think the Redskins have enough weapons. Yeah. Um. I. I, They just don't have it. Like right, they don't have a lot of those explosive weapons, and you need that against a Saint team. You have to be able to hit them for an eighty-yard touchdown. And and I don't. I don't trust Crowder or Josh Doxon enough to do that. That's why I like the. I like the Saints in this one. Yeah, it's tough. Final game. Four twenty-five. It'll be on national TV. A rematch of the slaughter last January. The Vikings, after a stunning – not it really stunning – after a defensive meltdown against the Rams last Thursday night, get a long week to prepare for the Eagles, who were shocked, stunned, if you will, by the Titans. We already talked about that. Eagles get the respect of a, of a Super Bowl champion at home, three-point line, <sighs> a long, awkward pause here for this one.
0: Yep. I'm taking Minnesota with the points.
1: I have Minnesota winning too.
0: Yeah. I think it's. uh.
1: Sorry. It
0: hardly, it's, it's tough. It's really hard for me to it right. really, It's a tough one for me to pick. But the way the Eagles' offense looks and the way Minnesota's defense has looked, I don't like this as as hitting the over. I have the over under on this game. I agree with that. I agree with that. It's at 45, 45 and a half. I like the under in that. I. Not a big under better, but I just don't like that. Let me ask you a
1: question. How many competing picks do we have right now?
0: Do you know? Uh we have the Thursday night game, Kansas City, Jacksonville, uh, Atlanta Pittsburgh, so that's three. And then uh we are after that we are all good in the afternoon. So three competing picks.
1: Yeah, that's not enough for me. So, so I'm I'm gonna flick. And I think I've taken the birds, and and here's why why I've taken the birds. One, they're at home, and I think that has mattered this year, clearly. We're undefeated at home. Absolutely, Um, yes. yes. And our defense (laughs) defense tends to show up at home. Um, But more importantly, we saw a glimpse of the return of Carson. And I think the weapons are in place now. Alshon Jeffrey showed up last week. Jordan Matthews showed up, Zach Ertz showed up. Give me Agler not dropping balls, which he hasn't done. It's not a thing he does. And also, give me either either Clement or Sproles to go along with the Giant. And and I think the weapons have been. That was one other thing I noticed last week, by the way. With the Giant's back injury, Small would have to play a lot more. We didn't have our receiving backs, and that's a huge deal in the NFL. Um, also, is. we're trashing Jalen Mills. We did that never after the Bucks game. We trashed Jalen Mills. He ranked, he rated out the following week as the best corner in football by pro football focus against the Colts. Now, I know we gave up a, a long pass interference call against the Colts. I get that. Just saying, look for this team to rebound at home, that pass rush to get going. We don't want this Vikings team walking out here. So I'm going to switch my pick. I gave you my reasons as to why we're going to win. But once again, I think it's going to be really close, and I'm very nervous about Sunday. But I want to make sure we have some competing picks because I need to beat you this year. Yeah, you do. And you know what? It's easy to flip-flop and pick my team. So, you know, I'm sure you'll be telling me I told you so next week, but we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, that's that's the fun in this. It's all for fun and games except when I lose money betting. (laughs) But Matt. This is going to be a fun weekend of football.
1: Yes, it is. I'm really fucking excited. Yep. Starting tomorrow night. Thursday game should be great.
0: Oh, yeah. I thank you for coming on.
1: No, of course. You're going to be listening
0: to this on Thursday, so if you want to take my pick to the bank, go right ahead. (laughs) But, Matt, I will talk to you. I'm going to North Carolina driving down there tomorrow, so I'm going to be watching everything from down there. And let's go, Birds, baby. Absolutely. Go, Birds. Woo!